go to the movies with Shane A. Bassett. Talking movies and movie analyst Shane Bassett. We caught up with you earlier in the week to talk Oscars, but boy, oh boy, were we not prepared with what was going to unfold with Will Smith and Chris Rock after. I don't know what it is about this story, Shane, and like I don't normally care for news, but every time there's a new article about this, I've got to read it. Yeah, it seems that way, and it's certainly... I did think there'd be some kind of controversy or memorable moment. I might have even said that to you on the morning, but I thought it was going to come from the uh, host. Yeah. You know, Amy Schumer yeah. and that, not, not what actually panned out by one of the, the biggest stars in Hollywood and very disappointed. I think it came as a bit of a surprise to most people because he's never portrayed himself publicly as a dude angry and out of control. So when he walks up and slaps Chris Rock in the face, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I know that Chris Rock and the Smith family have a little bit of a history. Uh, in the past, Chris has used the Smith family as a bit of a uh, butt of the jokes. Yeah, but, okay. um understandably there's a code of conduct when it comes to the academy and the academy awards is unlikely he's going to have his oscar retracted but it is on the cards you know there's things you can't do when you win an oscar there's a contract you can't sell it you can't take it places without letting people know and things like that but yeah it's overshadowing his big win for King Richard, which was a terrific performance. What well, overshadows everyone's wins on the night. Everyone, yeah. exactly. People don't even know what won Best Picture. It's sad because the movie Coda deserved it. Uh, let's talk movies this week. It is New Movie Day and Marvel have released their latest flick. Got to be honest, from watching the trailers, not sure how I feel about Morbius uh, featuring Jared Leto. It's no classic and it is very different for a Marvel film. It's almost like a horror Marvel movie. Um, it's set in the same universe as Spider-Man, although it's very different to Spider-Man. Michael Keaton pops up uh, in his character, who, who he's played before. I'm going to say I liked it. Hello, uh, better than I expected. It's got Jared Leto as this Dr. Morbius who has a rare blood disease. He decides to experiment on himself, which is not a good idea. Turns into a bit of a super villain uh, slash hero. But uh, I liked it. There's something about it that really I enjoyed. Jared Leto, pretty much well-known for being pretty dark in a lot of his movies. Definitely not one for the kids, considering it's about no, vampires no, and monsters. Sh- yeah, I should have mentioned that. Um, definitely not for young children. A um, little bit too scary. Yeah. How many buckets of popcorn are you giving Morbius? I'll be generous and give it a three buckets out of five pop- okay. popcorns because, yeah, it was good. I actually enjoyed it. Now, our household, very excited about uh, Sonic 2. Uh, the yeah. trailer for that looks unbelievable. I've got to say, it's, I know it's a, it's a, it's a video game movie, but the, <laughs> the trailer looks unbelievable. Jim Carrey looks yeah. like he's on fire. We have a sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog because it was a huge hit. That first one was a big surprise. Yeah. It, was, it crossed over for both adults and children. It reminded me of Who Framed Roger Rabbit where everyone really enjoyed it. Uh, And this one is great. I mean, you're right. Jim Carrey returned from acting to be in the the first one. He hadn't done much for a while, did this, and now he's back. Uh, With James Marsden, Idris Elba joins the cast. It's a mix of animation and live action. Must see. Very funny. It is going to be a huge hit in the school holidays. My kids uh, will be begging me to watch it pretty much from tonight onwards. Take so them to see it on the big screen. Yeah, we will definitely be going to watch that one. Uh, how many buckets of popcorn are you giving Sonic 2? Four out of five. Wow, Shane Bassett. <laughs> it was funny, and not a lot of movies make me laugh. I'm pretty uh, strict when it comes to comedies, yeah. but... Uh, this was good. I enjoyed it. And James Marston, I mean, he's got such great comic timing as well. Yeah. 
Oh, the the first Sonic movie, I remember when it first came out, there wasn't a lot of talk at first. It was a bit of a slow no. burn. I remember thinking, this is a very underrated movie. This is a very good, very funny movie. Um, yeah, so, as yeah. I said, uh, it was funny, and it worked for all age groups. And uh, it's now got a sequel, and it's almost better than the original. Yeah, oh, looking forward to watching that movie. Analyst Shane Bassett, thank you so much for your time this week. We'll catch up with you same time, same place next week. Looking forward to it. Bye for now. <laughs> Hello and Maroon. NRL footy tips. <laughs> Thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. Thursday morning, round four, I believe, of NRL action and a kickoff tonight. Uh, Maroon joining me uh, on the phone. Maroon, how's this game last week between the Eagles and the Bulldogs? Who would have thought that would have been so close? Yeah, well, it, it, I, I guess it was for, for Manly was starting to get a little bit desperate. And for the Doggies, well, mate, they're just a different mob this year. You know, they're going to go uh, the extra mile and they're going to win a few more games. Mm. Funny we're talking about that, mate. I'm just on the way to the Doggies for a, uh, a Bulldogs corporate breakfast. So, oh, yeah. um, I'm out and about it. Yeah, I'm out and about early. Is this what your high city flying socialites do on a Thursday morning? Well, it's not what I do. As we were saying off air, this is something out of the ordinary for me. I'm usually walking the dog, not eating granola out of a jar. (laughs) You're so hipster. You're so northern beaches. Uh, let's talk about your buddies, actually, because they came out on top last week, uh, which I think surprised a few people. Yeah, they did catch a couple of us off guard, I thought. But, you know, it's a work in progress, South. We all know when Cody Walker's playing with a lot of confidence, that, that's all, that always works. Latrell is a naturally gifted rugby league player. And so is Kaloa Matungi, who had a good game last week. But I guess uh, the little halfback, Lachlan Ilias, he's only going to get better as the weeks go by. So uh, uh, the Rabbitohs are genuine premiership threat this year. Well, we'll wait and see. But, you know, I think that they're, they're going to get a few big scalps. Yeah, well, you are up against the premiership team. It's the it's the grand final rematch tomorrow night. Yeah, well, this is an interesting one because Nathan Cleary comes back from Penrith. Uh, but having said that... Um, uh, they've haven't they've won three games without him, haven't they? And put that aside, uh, they have an incredible record at home, Penrith. I think they're going for 19 straight at home, or might be 18 straight. So, uh, the Rabbitohs are going to be up against it, mate. But you know, I won't tip against them. Speaking of tomorrow, uh, Sharkies taking on Knights, and then of course we've got tonight's game. Uh, Titans taking on the Tigers. Yeah, look, I just think it gets worse for the Tigers. Hello, this will be 0-4, I think, after this one. Yeah. I can't see them beating the Titans. The Titans will be filthy after letting that one go last week, after surrendering such a big lead. So I think the Titans win. The Tigers go 0-4. More pressure on not only the coach there, but maybe uh, one or two others in the hierarchy of the joint. So if you're a Tigers fan, I would say... It's going to get a little bit worse before any chance of it getting better. But I hope I'm wrong. We're only four, four uh, rounds into the season. Is it too early to say the Tigers are at the bottom of the ladder? Oh, look, mate, I think they're going to be, you know, in the bottom three. I don't think there's any way of escaping that. But at the moment, I can't see who's playing worse. You know, for me, the jury's still out on a couple of them because, you know, early in the season, you always get that extra effort from most clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's have a look. A couple of games on Saturday coming through. We've got Warriors and Broncos and Eagles taking on the Raiders. Yeah, well, I'm going to go for the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos to beat the Warriors. And the Broncos then have a couple of really big games. So they really need to bank the two points here. I'll go the Broncos. And on the back of last week, I'll go the Raiders to beat Manly. That's the Eagles game. That was a close game. Speaking of that game between Seagulls and Bulldogs, Doggies are up against Storm on Sunday. Mate, as much as we'd love to see the Doggies win, and I'm on my way to the breakfast to eat all their lovely little treats, 
Uh, uh, Melbourne will beat them by the absolute length of the straight. Poor old doggies. Uh, what's your super pick for this week? Mate, I'm going to go. I'm going to go the Roosters go to North Queensland and the Cowboys, the mighty Cowboys, uh, who have found themselves, who have silenced a couple of the critics. They win this one. It's really going to give them some cred. And I'm going to take the Cowboys. There you go. All thanks to Autobahn Dubbo. A bit of a quick whip around of the games that are happening this week. Maroon, what do you say at the end? I say go to Autobahn, get all your bits and pieces. If you're a car lover, they're car lovers too. And I say glory, glory. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for your little bunnies thing. See you next week. Joined by Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colson on the phone. Mark, the Federal Budget dropped last night. Uh, Some good news for regional uh, New South Wales, including Dubbo and the Central West? Yeah, look, across a number of ways, uh, Allo, and, uh, you know, part of, you know, there's some temporary... Uh, measures in there for the cost of living spike that we're having at the moment, and yeah. that's you know, largely been caused you know, with, with fuel because of the uh, Russian invasion of the yeah. Ukraine. We've seen a spike in our fresh food because of the the floods on the eastern side of Australia. So uh, there's some temporary relief in there uh, for that, but in the longer term, I think uh, the number of funded places for apprenticeships is great news for our young people. Uh, you know, more money going into regional communications, uh, upgrading the NBN, things like that. Uh, that, uh, you know, with more and more people now working from home uh, or, or studying from home, uh, that, that uh, helps them. Uh, more uh, funded places for uh, people to study medicine in, at a regional university. Mm. Um, uh, you know, all those things, you know, it's, you know, it's not always the big shiny things that you can point to that have the biggest impact. Quite often it's those uh, things that underpin um longer term effects so that you know that it's easier for a younger person to actually go into a trade um, than it otherwise would be quite often would have the bigger effect on a town than uh, than something big new and shiny so what sort of help are we talking about with with apprenticeships and going into trades is it uh, is it purely just financial is there more incentives yeah so it's more incentive so it's uh, five thousand uh, dollars to uh, paid to the apprentice and fifteen thousand dollars paid to the, uh, the the employer wow. of the apprentice so that that, you know, that obviously uh, you know apprentices uh, you know they, they, as they progress through they, they they become more valuable early on yeah. uh, they're not very productive uh, obviously uh, and so that's a subsidy to help that business uh, you know take the time to train that person so that ultimately they get the skills they need let's talk petrol prices yeah so uh, uh, the treasurer has announced a 50% reduction in the fuel excise and so that's it's about 20 cents uh, a litre um, uh, and uh, that you know will make a difference a lot of uh, uh, people in our part of the world do travel quite long distances mm. uh, for, for work and uh, uh, and other things and so uh, hopefully uh, within six, the six month period hopefully within six months things may have settled down in Europe and the price will come back uh, to um, uh, to, to a more uh, rational level this is a sort of a temporary uh, short-term reduction yeah. to help at the moment. Um, when are we going to see that filter through to the pumps, do you think? Yeah, well, we, uh, we've we got the uh, ACCC watching. Um, you know, it only announced last night, so I wouldn't expect it to see it this morning, but uh, we do need to make sure uh, that that gets passed through very quickly uh, and that the service stations don't gouge the price. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there's no point uh, announcing a reduction in the fuel excise if it just makes more money in the service station and yeah. uh, petrol company. So yeah. we'll be watching very closely to make sure that that gets passed through. All right, anything else that's in there that you think is key that we should know about? Uh, look, I think, uh, you know, there's sort of more money for, for aged care and that's important mm. uh, 
uh, you know, keeping people um, as healthy as we can, uh, more money for pre- uh, you know, preventative care, um, you know, things like the Royal Flying Doctor Service, oh, yeah. uh, that's, you know, support uh, regional areas, uh, those sort of things, more money, you know, for the, for the new highway uh, uh, and, 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 and things like that. But I think the, the, the main message is that, um, you know, um, we've come through the pandemic, or we're still dealing with it, but, but uh, as far as the economy goes, we're doing well. Uh, and we just need to make sure that, um, uh, you know, the Australians are keeping as much of the money they earn as they can yeah. uh, and as many Australians as they possibly can are actually uh, in a job and... Uh, uh, and that's what this budget is designed to do. Federal Member for Parks, Mark Colton, thank you so much for your time this morning unpacking the budget that dropped last night. Thanks, Hello, Good to chat. And Mark has more information on his website and Facebook page if you want to break down more details of last night's federal budget. Right now, joined by the man himself. I'm talking about Trevor Long from EFTM.com. And this week on the website, you're talking about apps, Trev. Yeah, mate, I was thinking about this. I did a segment on the Today Show, and it's one of those things you fly through so quickly. But, you know, I write them up on the website because there's some apps that I use that people... I just don't know about. So first example is Just Watch. People have got Disney, they've got Stan, they've got Netflix, but you don't know where to find a show. Yes. You're at the pub, you're at a mate's place, you're talking about you know, watching a particular show. If you don't know where to find it or a movie, you just have de- downloaded Just Watch on your phone. You type in the name of the movie or the show, and it'll tell you where it is. So it'll say, look, this is available on Netflix and Disney. Uh, it's also available to rent on YouTube. Or you, know, you can find any TV show or movie in an instant on Just Watch. So that's a must-have for me. The other one is navigation. Where, no matter whether you're driving 10 minutes up the road or two hours in, into, the, into the country, Waze, W-A-Z-E. Now, Waze is best because it has user data. So as I drive around, I'm helping other people learn about the roads. So I might mark a, a report that there's a car broken down or there's an accident yeah. or slow traffic. People behind me, they find that out and your, your mapping will actually route you around those things. So... If you're if you're someone that drives a bit, Waze, W A Z E. It's uh, in my view, better than Google and Apple combined. Wow! Um, so it's it's a must-have for that in that sense. And the last one is Google Photos. Google Photos, for, even for iPhone users, is a great way to store all your photos. It'll upload all the photos from your phone, and then they're searchable. And honestly, mate, this is so cool. You can you can just search your phone. I can search for red car. It'll show me red cars that I've taken photos of. Yes. It's for people by name because you can tag faces with a name and it knows people. Such a great photo app. I found uh, the, the the tech, some of that stuff is so scary what yeah. what uh, what phones could do. Even just uh, I was recording someone down the street the other day and like it, the voice recorder picked up a word and it titled the actual audio that name. Like, unbelievable. Wow. Isn't that awesome? It's all creepy. You choose. <laughs> Let's talk about LG's big party speaker. This is the X-Boom 360. It's a, it's a decent-sized thing, a foot and a half or so tall in the old language, um, you know, but it's made for parties. Uh, 550 bucks, decent price for something with this kind of sound. Uh, battery-operated, lights and sirens, all the things you want you know, in a good party speaker. But the only thing we, we found with this was they say it's got a 10-hour battery life, um, but that's rated when you're at 50% volume. So if you are pumping up the jam, yeah. uh, you will need to, to think about the battery life. You'll still get, you know, five or six hours at a, at a decent pitch, but frankly, the neighbours are probably going to come knocking after that long anyway. So <laughs> yeah. um, the X-Boom 360, a 360-degree sound. So you put it in the middle of the, the, the room, middle of the backyard, 
the whole place is going to get that sound from LG. Trev, I'm about to move into a new house. One of the problems I have when I move house, for some idiotic reason, I've got to change my modem every time. But Telstra is changing that with a new modem. And that's the thing. If you're signing up with Telstra on the NBN, now's the time to ask them for the, the latest generation modem there, Smart Modem 3. Um, basically, they've always had a really good modem. Um, you know, has bad backup to the 4G network mm. if you need it, if your NBN goes down. But the critical difference here is better Wi-Fi. So you'll get better Wi-Fi in your home. And if you've got latest devices, the latest phones and laptops and things, it'll also use the latest Wi-Fi technology. So not a bad little one to look at if you're signing up with Telstra uh, on the NBN, the Smart Modem Gen 3. Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Thank you so much for your time today. And I guarantee Just Watch is an app I'll be using that you talked about moments ago. For full details, EFTM.com. Joined by Mayor of this fine region, Matthew Dickerson. Morning, uh, Dicko. And I hear that uh, there's some community consults going on at the moment. Yeah, we've got a series of 20 workshops. Some have already occurred. Some are still to occur. And this is all to do with our 2040 or strategic plan, community strategic plan. And this is our community consultation at the moment. So we've got a draft document that says, here's what the city will look like, in our opinion, about the year 2040. But most importantly, we want to know what you think the city should look like and the region should look like by the year 2040. So there's a series of workshops, some are virtual, some are physical. We have one down in Wellington. I went down and attended that one. We had one in Dubbo last night. We've got some more coming from the villages. So we're really trying to encourage people to tell us what you think, what you want, what are the big dreams you've got. And it is that big picture thinking, which is really difficult because some people say, sure, can you fix the pothole in front of my place? Mm. Now, I know that's really important, but hopefully we can dream a bit bigger. But maybe it'll be just roads free of potholes might be a bigger picture version of the pothole in front of my place. But it is really important to get that feedback. What we do with that document is we say, here's our long-term plan, here's our long-term vision. But every now and again, for example, federal election coming up, state election next year, we get the opportunity to go to the other levels of government and say, here's our plan. Have you got some money to help us with some of these steps along the way? Mm. So we can chip away at those ideas. If you just go and Google 2040 community strategic plan, then you'll be able to find that plan. You'll be able to see how you can make comment on that, the submission forms there. Hey, let's talk about an event that potentially could be happening uh, in Talbagar Street later on in the year. Yeah, well, I think it's a bit more than a potential event. It's all full steam ahead. Back in 2019, some people in Dubbo got together and decided that it'd be really good to have a motorbike rally here in Dubbo. And these are incredibly successful over in America. There was one particular rally in America that has 900,000 bikers attend. Now, I just have to make the distinction here. We're not talking about gangs of bikies. We're not talking about people coming in and carrying baseball bats and committing crimes. There's a huge difference between bikies and bikers. What we're talking about is people who ride motorbikes, have a passion for motorbikes, and they're typically, when you look at the demographics of them, they're slightly older. They're typically over the age of 45, and they've got good income levels or good monetary levels that they like to travel around on their expensive motorbikes and spend money in those places they visit. So a group of enthusiasts said, we'd love to have one in Dubbo. So they had one in Dubbo back in 2019. They closed off Church Street and it was incredibly successful. About 1,700 bikers turned up. And when you looked at the numbers after that weekend, about $2.4 million extra was spent in our economy on that particular Saturday so okay. or on that weekend. So it seemed like it was very successful. A little thing called a pandemic came along, 2020, yep. 2021, <laughs> didn't go ahead, as you can understand. So this year, back bigger and better than ever, rather than just close down Church Street, 
they requested to close down Talbagar Street. They believe there were going to be more bikers here, maybe double, maybe 3,000 bikers, maybe $5 million into the economy. Sounded fantastic. There were a couple of shopkeepers who were unhappy about that process. They came and presented at council last week. But when you're a councillor, one of the things you've got to do is make decisions. And sometimes those decisions make some people happy, some people sad. And in this case, it was either going to be good for the organisers and bad for some shopkeepers or good for the shopkeepers and bad for some organisers. Council looked at the bigger picture. Council laws looked at the bigger picture and said, well, we can understand that some of these shops might have a negative impact on that day, but overall we think it's going to be great for Dubbo. So council officially decided to, yes, go ahead, close the entire length of Talbagar Street, or, or when I say entire length, the, the shopping part of Talbagar yep. Street, close that on the 7th of May. So on the 7th of May, if you're doing nothing, or if you're doing something, I'd say go down to Talbagar Street, have a look, you'll see an incredible array of motorbikes, there'll be various stands set up, it'll be focused on motorbike accessories, but it's a fascinating day to have a look at some of the unbelievable machinery that'll be there on display, and if it's anything like the last one, you know, I spent a couple of hours the last minute looking around, and was just fascinated with what we saw there, and the enthusiast edge talking to a few people that came from all over the country. Should so that's good. going to be, I think, a really good event for Dubbo. Yeah, it looks, looks like it'll be uh, and sounds like it'll be really, really good and definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Mayor of the Region, Councillor <laughs> Matthew Dickerson. Uh, good to chat to you again.